0: It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent, Terry Story. Terry is a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. There's a new rule, I understand, in the realtor business that if a buyer makes an offer, the buyer can request from the seller's broker or whomever whether they've actually seen the offer or not. This is important.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's kind of sad that they even have to do this, but there are cases where offers have not been presented for whatever reason. And, you know, if you're a buyer and you put in an offer, you want to know that it's been offered.
0: But it has to be done in writing, right?
1: It has to be done in writing. The cooperating broker must submit an offer to the listing agent, and the listing agent shall provide a written affirmation to the cooperating broker stating that the offer has been submitted. Yeah. To the seller. Well,
0: I mean, I get that because you wonder sometimes. Yeah, whether, especially
1: in multi-offer. multi, multi offer. Yeah. It'll be like 10 offers sometimes on mm-hmm. a property. And so maybe the guy just took the top five offers.
0: That's true. Or maybe, maybe it just kind of slipped through the cracks or something like that. Because if you don't hear anything, you wonder, Do you know, you'd like to know that they received it and then you can kind of deal with the consequences. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that's the issue. But you're also... You were describing a story off air about an offer that was made. There were two bidders.
1: Right. Right.
0: So tell us about that. So
1: basically there were two bidders and generally, and there's no real rules of thumb to this, but when you're in a multiple offer with the direction of the seller, you will go back to the buyers and say, hey, buyers, give us your highest and best, best terms, best price, whatever it is, give us your best.
0: setting this up, they make an offer. There's two people. Each one has made a separate offer. Correct. Then they start increase one, right? B- increases the other. The second buyer is notified. They increase maybe again and again. Yeah. But at a certain point, you say to them, look, give us your highest and best. That's Let's right. stop want, this.
1: Right. Let's be fair to everybody. Yeah. Just give us our highest and best. And at that point, you present them back to the seller, and the seller will select the one that he feels is okay. the highest and best. In this particular case, that was done. The second offer was the winner. Several days go by. The first one decides, you know what, I'm just going to up my offer by a huge amount. Didn't even make sense.
0: And had he seen the property?
1: I hadn't even seen the property. Okay. So it puts you in a very precarious situation. You've got a fully executed contract. By law, we have to present all offers. So I had an obligation to present this to the seller. And of course, the seller now is upset Mm -hmm. because now they want to figure out how they can get out of the second deal. Right bird in the hand guys. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with it is this guy had all the time in the world to come up with a better offer. He chose not to. He could easily get out of it during the inspection period. Mm-hmm. So what could happen mm-hmm. in theory is you somehow wiggle out of your first deal, you get into the second deal, then the second deal the guy comes back and says, "Oh, I don't like the inspections." Right.
0: And I want it. It's possible if he had bad intentions that he's just trying to throw a wrench into the works. Maybe he's bought it for somebody else. He's trying to impress them or what you don't really know the dynamics. That's this right. is an expensive home. People with right. money to burn. So it's very possible that the seller would have, could have ended up with nothing. That's right. But anyway, they couldn't break the contract anyway. They weren't able to really find a legitimate reason to break this contract. Correct.
1: Correct. Yeah. The seller can't get out of any contract unless there's a legitimate way.
0: Okay, cool. Hey, Terry, I've got a different question for you entirely. Is it okay to let a buyer? move in before closing, you know, before you actually go to the table, exchange the check. And they maybe they want to come in, they want to paint. We want to come in a week early. It's an innocent situation. You kind of, you're anxious. You want to get started you know, you're the seller. You go, yeah, come on. The place is empty. We've got this deal. It's going Everything's all this. Good. It's all good. We all love like, each other. I like these people. They love the house. You yeah, know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, it's funny. I just had this situation and and I explained to the buyer that, you know, there's a lot of liability involved in this. Anything can happen. And she said a funny comment. She said, well, it's not like a two-story house. They're not going to fall. <laughs> it's only a eight-foot ceilings." Yeah. It's not about just falling, just anything. What if the deal just falls apart? What if you don't get your mortgage? So now you have a half-painted house. What if she was painting <laughs> the house the inside purple? Okay. I mean, there's just, yeah. I mean, go on and on and on. Liability, somebody gets hurt. Who's responsible?
0: Yeah, here's the thing that bugs me. Let's say you let somebody move in, or even in painting, they're in the house continually And then they out. discover things. That, well, this is it. It's oh. the never-ending walkthrough. That's right. That is... A, such a nightmare.
1: Oh, it was hot in the house, so we tried to lower the AC temperature, and guess what? The AC broke.
0: I know, and I just saw, it was in the air conditioning closet, and I just saw a big stain on the ceiling. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know, what was that, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's no. not
1: a good idea.
0: Okay, so who broke it? Now, did they break it when they were in there? Was it already broken before That's they right. got in there? Uh, you talked about liability, or I love this. I didn't notice this before. <laughs> <laughs> That's Right. <laughs> I think the never ending walkthrough is enough to make people pause and go, you know what? I'll wait the week, wait the week before you come in, own the house and you can do whatever you want. Or what
1: about when the buyer moves the furniture in and realizes their furniture is too big for the (laughs) living room and they don't have the money to buy new furniture?
0: And then there's, of course, you know, there's always buyer's remorse, oh, right? Oh, exactly. So even if you bought the house and you've closed and you go in there, you know, oh, mm, yeah, I think I, I paid too much. Right. I, I, <laughs> I think I need a bigger house. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want them to have buyer's remorse before they close and they give you I a I actually
1: check. had another story where the buyer tore out the kitchen before closing, literally took the kitchen out. Well, that's terrible. And the deal was on life support
0: yeah. with the lender. Oh, my gosh.
1: So, I mean, we got it through by the grace of God, but I was scared out of my mind. Yeah, I
0: bet. Wow. It's
1: like, he really ripped out the kitchen without permission. <laughs> oh, without no, permission? No, that, that, yes, that was without uh, permission. I don't even think he had permission to be in the house, to be honest with yeah, you, but he, he had access. And
0: yeah. All right. Stories from Terry Story. Who can tell better stories than Terry Story? A 30-year veteran with Keller Williams, located in Boca Raton, and she can be found at TerryStory.com. Thanks, Terry.
1: Thanks for having me, Steve.